Welcome to Bibliophile AF, where your favorite host, Renee, talks about books as they relate to life and life as it relates to books. Get ready, because it's time to get bookish. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Bibliophile AF. Rane here, and you already know we're checking in before we dive into today's read. You know what I'm going to ask you. (laughs) How is your week going? How are you feeling? What's working? What's not? Are you feeling great? Are you feeling extraordinary? Are you feeling out of this world? Or are you not? Are you feeling underwhelmed by life? Because sometimes that happens too. Whatever you're feeling, you're, you're always going to come overcome it if it's bad and, you know, stick with it if it's good. That's it. <laughs> That's really all, all we can do, you know, is just keep trying day by day. Uh, me personally, having a very productive week. I cannot lie. My day job, um, for those of you who don't know, I am a publicist for a book publishing company. Um, that's how you know I love me some books. But <laughs> it's been a very busy week. But it's busy in a good way. It's not busy like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait for the end of the week. I can't wait for the weekend. I actually do not feel like that at my job. I love what I do. Um, not just but because, because I like books, but because I get to help people step into their greatness. Um, they're already pretty much there, of course, but I help them kind of spread that joy to other people, you know? And so, yeah, I... I, I very productive week. <laughs> Very productive week. I want to give a shout out to my girl Chanel. Uh, she just had the soft opening for her newest salon that is opening up in our hometown. Uh, it's been a long time coming. And, you know, I love seeing my team win. I love seeing my squad, my family, my girls, my guys, whatever, my my people. I love seeing us win seriously and not just on a professional level, but on a personal level. And when you step into your greatness, great things will come period um you just gotta allow it to happen you can't be scared and I know it's easier said than done but it's worth it it's worth it and so just gotta show her some love real quick because it was just really refreshing you know to be a part of that journey and to see things come to fruition and you know nobody ever really gets to see the back end of things you know become before it becomes this full-blown picture you know this full glamorous thing Uh, It can get real ugly and real rough and real scary and tough and everything else in between. Um, So seeing everything come together was just a great moment and very excited for the grand opening and just for the success of her salon. And yeah, rooting for you, girl. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, uh, you know, you got to have your squad. You got to have people that support you and, and love you for you and really allow you to step into your greatness of course you're the only one who can do that wholly for yourself but it's always nice to have that support system so thank you to my squad to my family um to sp my love for being that for me for providing that support and allowing me to be my true self and to be great and to continue to build and i hope that i am always that for all of you and more and beyond just wanted to say that, uh, um, but let's talk. Let's dive in. So today we're talking about Play It As It Lays by Miss Joan Didion. So this queen, this top tier queen, she is, she's something, she's a force or rest in peace. She was a force to be re- reckoned with. 
she basically is considered one of the pioneering women of journalism. Uh, She just talked about, you know, growing up Hollywood or that lifestyle and the goods and the bads of those things and just what came with those realizations and, you know, just shedding light on a lot of real life stuff. Uh, She actually also um, is known as one of the first people to talk mainstreamly or write mainstream about the exonerated five and how she believed they were wrongfully convicted before that actually came out so uh, i thought that was awesome when i looked into her and you should look her up joan didion she is if not anything else a complete inspiration to women and people everywhere um she should be at least so i was very excited to read this book i have a few books of hers on my list Uh, But Play It As It Lays is my first book from Joan Didion, and it did not disappoint. And I knew it wasn't going to, but it it, it did not disappoint. So let's tap in. Let's dive in. Play It As It Lays, in summary, without too many spoilers, is about a actress turned housewife basically she doesn't really have too many working jobs this is set in around the 1960s and her husband is a director producer he's just this big wig Hollywood guy and he's you know always kind of traveling and working on films and doing his thing and you know she doesn't have that much work going on she's at home she's bored with life ultimately and you later learn that they have a child together and for whatever reason they felt like the child needed to be well the husband rather felt like the child needed to be put into a special home to get special care and it kills her the main character and by the way the main character it's spelled like maria but i guess it's mariah um so if i say those two interchangeably i apologize i'm just a little confused by the wording or the spelling but Mariah has a hard time. It, it, it doesn't sit well with her soul that her daughter is in this home, ultimately to help her husband save face, um, you know, and I think this is one of the many things that allow her to realize that this Hollywood life, this lifestyle that everybody dreams about just isn't all it's cracked up to be. But I digress. Uh, you run across a few of the people that Mariah hangs around with just mainly based on her husband's affiliations and uh, she has friends that don't really feel like her friends you know it's that that again just tapping into that Hollywood life they kind of feel phony feel a little fake but you're around them so much that you kind of cherish them just because they're there and you can really feel the fakeness and the, you know, just the rushing and the, oh, what's going on tonight? And where's the be- next party? And this and that. And it's very, it just feels phony. It just feels phony as you're reading it. You don't really love the characters, but like you also understand her standpoint as well, but you almost feel like get out of there like why are you putting yourself in these positions to be around these people that really don't serve you honestly um but she's kind of caught up in the life or you know just so used to it that she doesn't really know what to do uh 
BZ is a character that I'm not gonna lie, I at first didn't didn't love. Um, I don't think I understood his character at first, to be honest with you. So he is brought up a lot in the book and he is a friend of her husband's, of Mariah's husband's, that she's always around with his wife who talks about how she's basically paid to stay married to him. Uh, BZ at first sounds a little bit like an asshole, but towards the middle to end of the story, you kind of start to understand why that is. Um, and I don't want to tell you why, but, um, something that's very, very common, I think. And unfortunately, especially now, um, but again, it's just a part of that Hollywood lifestyle. It's just a part of people putting on a facade, pretend, putting on masks, pretending to be something they're not just to make people happy. So Mariah comes across, you know, these phony friends and, you know, she's just kind of depressed. Like she's just not happy with her life. Her marriage is going to shambles. You know, she is having an affair with somebody and her husband finds out, you know, there's a situation that unfortunately has to be taken care of. And that really changes her perspective on everything. And I think that's really the last straw for her. She just starts feeling completely alone and she really is but I think this is when it all sinks in like she doesn't really have anybody and even the people that are around her she realizes it all clicks like they serve no purpose and it's just hard for her to get through each day and one of her saving graces is just driving um driving as far as she can hitting the highway um taking her Um, hard-boiled egg with her as a snack and seeing how far she can drive in a day that's kind of her saving grace and her favorite activity um, to get her through to get her out of her mind she does visit her daughter a lot (laughs) which I loved about the character because I would hate to hear that she's so miserable about her daughter not living with them but like also doesn't see her no she she does visit her daughter a lot so much so that the people at the center don't really like it because she shows up unannounced um understandably so she's a concerned mother she loves her daughter but unfortunately she's caught up in this game that is hollywood you know so there's the parties and there's the drinking and there's the drugs and there's the movies and everything else in between and it just unravels more and more and becomes this life that just again serves no purpose serves no purpose in in her own life and it does nothing for her happiness and it doesn't make her feel good and what she wants thought was something she wanted to do for the rest of her life is now something that she just doesn't care to be a part of and she doesn't care very obviously either which is something that her quote-unquote friends can't relate to so long story short (laughs) By the end of the book, um, something very serious happens that she kind of participates in, in the sense that she allows it to happen to a good friend of hers, um, specifically BZ. If you want to get a little deeper, I'll give you that. Uh, Something happens with BZ that, for me reading it, was very much like, what? Like, why didn't, like, why? Like, why did this happen? Why didn't she do anything? And you almost want to understand it 
from her point of view, like just her being so tired of it, I guess that's where her thought process, you know, that's what her thought process was in that moment. And I don't know, it's just wild. It's, it's definitely a, a good ending, a good quick turn that I wasn't expecting. And then it's kind of like, it leaves you, leaves you thinking, you're kind of like, wow, what what like you kind of want to know what happened after this and you don't really get that answer fully but then at the same time you realize like it doesn't matter because we already know what came of her life you know being in this Hollywood lifestyle um so yeah that's the (laughs) that's the summary uh not to give away too too much but you know Joan was very big on, again, just talking about the Hollywood lifestyle and the ugliness of it and, you know, just making it very clear that it wasn't all glitz and glamour. It's very much ugliness and people are required to do things that make them uncomfortable and they're required to not talk about so many things that they've gone through and everybody's just trying to save face and nobody's really being their authentic selves and uh, that is really the picture that she paints in this book. Um, and I think it goes beyond Hollywood. It's it's just the world in general. And unfortunately, even more so today, I believe. I think she was in a lot of ways ahead of her time with this book. And so I think that's what really hit home for me. Themes and takeaways. Uh, so, of course, Hollywood, L.A.'s lifestyle, uh, the darkness of the rich and famous, depression and life just is you know just kind of accepting life for what it is and knowing that you can't go back to where you started but you also don't really know how to move forward and that's really a lot of what this character shows she's just stuck in this maze of her own mind and just doesn't know what to do with herself and really just doesn't care to know um, is what I really got from it You know, and it really just reminds me that life isn't always what you expect it to be. You know, I know we kind of talked about that in the last episode that, you know, things happen randomly and sometimes you're really just not prepared for it. And, you know, with this book, I feel like it's more about people chasing a dream, you know, especially for those that are interested in, you know, being rich and being famous. Uh, And then for those that are able to get to that point they start to recognize that it's not it and I feel like we hear that all the time in movies in real life we hear these singers and rappers and actors talking about how now that they have all of these things that they chase for so long they don't even care about it you know what I mean like they see that they maybe chose the wrong path or it just wasn't the way to go you know and so when I hear people like oh, I want to be rich and I want to be, you know, famous. It's just like, why? You know, and I'm not knocking anybody's anybody's grind. Like, if that's what you want to do, again, live in your truth. I will not take that away from you. I'll support that. But like, also, do you know yourself? Do you feel comfortable in your own skin? Are you ready for the things that are going to be thrown at you constantly? Um, Because even on a personal level where nobody knows me, no, it's not always fun. It's not always easy. So I couldn't imagine doing that on this level of rich and famous like that just sounds crazy to me um but again not knocking it to each his own it's just I see a lot of people chasing quote unquote the bag um 
I personally cannot relate to it. I don't, I'm chasing a peace of, peace of mind, <laughs> period. That That's all I'm looking for. You know what I mean? I just want to be at peace, holy. I want to just know myself fully and continue to learn and grow. Um, you know, I think it's easy for people to say, oh, I just want to be happy. But that's such a general statement. And I don't think it's till you really spend time with yourself that you know what it is that's actually going to make you happy. Because let's be clear, not having to work a nine to five and living paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, you know, that's not really making me too happy. (laughs) But knowing that I'm loved beyond measure, uh, you know, I have a beautiful home, I have food, I have my health Uh, an abundance of memories, you know, surrounded by great people and I'm able to just love in this way, um, that supersedes any minute struggle, any little struggle or little, you know, crease in my plans. So it's just something to think about, you know, again, just hearing people talking about chasing the bag and oh you know I want to change everything about the way I look because I'm you know insecure I just I feel like it would put me in a better position um but do you love yourself do you know yourself do you respect yourself um because that's what ultimately really matters wherever life takes you it's gonna take you and you know be ready for it but like you knowing yourself is really going to make all the difference. And I think that that's really what Mariah's character reminded me of the entire time I was reading the book. It's just she knows something is not right with how she's living, but she just couldn't bring herself to step out of that. She just didn't know how to do that. She didn't know how to leave this thing that was no longer serving her. We are so often convinced that we have to live a certain way and be a certain way and look a certain way and act a certain way. And what I'm really starting to learn now is that it's all bullshit. (laughs) You really don't, you know, be, be your true self. I just, I genuinely love people that are truly themselves, um, radiate their greatness everywhere that they go. They, in their truth, just put people in this position where you're either going to buckle and question your own self or you're going to flourish even more. And I, I love those people. I appreciate those people. Um, because we need that. We need that reminder that it's okay to not laugh at the joke. You know, it's not, it's not always funny or it's okay to not agree in a full, a room full of people that are agreeing, agreeing, It is okay. (laughs) And I think for me, it took a long time to understand that and to recognize that and to run with that because, oh, you got to do it this way or, you know, this is the right way to do it or, well, this is how I did it or how I wish I could have done it. And there's so many opinions being thrown at us on a regular basis. It is literally no wonder why people are so confused all the time. (laughs) So... We got to know ourselves. 
we gotta know ourselves like truly like I I can't stress that enough I remind myself of that every day just to never lose sight of who I am not for anything in the world especially because I feel like I'm more myself than I've ever been and it took me so long to get here and I was scared you know when I was younger I was really scared that I was never gonna know myself that I was just going to be this person you know floating by the wayside just trying to to, to understand and I got it you know and I'm, I'm thankful to be to have gotten it because I see the other side of that and it's not fun and you know even in this book you see what that can bring how dark it can get for people and as always I am a shoulder and I'm an ear if you are feeling lonely in your journey talk to people you know but We got to know us. We got to get to know ourselves and not on the level of, oh, you know, yeah, like I've been single for like a month and, you know, now I'm ready to get back out there or, you know, yeah, I had like one really good conversation with myself and yeah, like I'm good. You know, I just I'm I'm living my best life. You know, (laughs) I, I hear that a lot. And for me, I sometimes feel like it means like you're not living your best life. And sometimes you maybe are, but are you you know like are you really feeling like you're living your best life are you just doing things to cover up the fact that you haven't really spent time with yourself because let's get real that road it is not pretty (laughs) it is not fun all the time it is not about you always being bubbly and cheerful and feeling like oh yes I know myself I'm feeling myself no no when you are really getting to know yourself on a level When you're not constantly finding distractions, social media, movies, you know, talking on the phone, texting, Tinder and Hinge and all of these little apps and stuff just to keep your mind occupied. But yet you're at home by yourself every night. Nah, that's not really, at least for me, you know, and again, I'm not knocking anybody's process, but I think there's more to be done really spending time with yourself really getting deep with yourself on a level that makes you uncomfortable but also allows you to see yourself in this light that holds you accountable for the things that need to be done so that you can feel your greatest and you can be your best self and removing all distraction period removing all distraction and just feeling it all feeling all of it allowing the thoughts to flow through and just accepting what is and making an attempt to change what isn't or what you need to work on that's my piece (laughs) that's my piece about that you know but again it's not easy and when you have a team that's supporting you and you can be honest with them and you know help them understand your journey that's amazing and you got to flow with that and also understand that there's going to be times where you feel completely alone and you feel like nobody understands and that is also true but no matter what like seriously don't get so caught up in trying to live a certain life be a certain type of person maintain the certain image of yourself that you forget to really live and to really understand who you are because if that is where you untap 
the greatness. That is where, where it starts to overflow. Truly. That is where that greatness starts to overflow. Some quotes. <laughs> so a few quotes in here. Uh, this was another book where it was somewhat difficult to find some quotes that or to, to narrow it down rather to two quotes because you know me, I could go off. But <laughs> I found two really good quotes. The first one is, she drove it, meaning her car, she drove it as a river man runs a river, every day more attuned to its currents, its deceptions, and just as a river man feels the pull of the rapids in the lull between sleeping and waking. I chose that quote because, I don't know, when I was reading it, it really spoke to me. Uh, it felt like a really great analogy for life. It really felt like her, these are the moments where she knew herself. These are the moments when the character Mariah really came to know herself. She got to know everything about this vehicle on the highway she got to feel how she feels in that moment and feel the air around her feel the tires running underneath her feel the glass in front of her she just was one with this vehicle in this moment and that was why these drives were her saving grace because I think this is when she felt the most alive and she was able to get in touch with that girl that she used to know that young girl that lived in the nowhere towns mile towns you know with her mom and dad before things got real and before life got ugly and this is where she feels most comfortable wild and free the second quote is the late sun seemed warm and benevolent on her skin and everything she saw looked beautiful the summer pulse of life itself made manifest It was just poetic. <laughs> when I read that line or, you know, those lines, it was like reading poetry to me. The summer pulse of life itself made manifest. And this is again, you know, just her in the car, her driving and her just basking in the sun and just feeling free and feeling so far removed from the BS, you know, the, the bullshit that she was told was going to be so great, you know, the life that she just can't relate to anymore. And I just, I know that people feel like that. You know, I know that people sometimes feel like, what is life and how do I keep on going or why, you know? And I think we all have a moment where things really come together and remind us of why and we have these moments of recognizing that life is so beautiful and it is this journey that's meant to be explored forever or you know for as long as forever is for us overall I feel like this book really taught me that there's certainty in simple things you know the trees the sky the dirt between your feet and again, it just was so relatable because I really feel strongly about that. I really feel like at this point in my life, that's 
happiness, that's peace, that's success to me, you know, and sometimes we do everything we can and we still feel lost and we have to find things that can ground us and remind us that we're going somewhere, we're doing a thing, you know, you may not know where this road is going to lead you, but you're taking these strides and it's not for no reason and I just appreciate Joan for really putting all of that in perspective in this very unique way. <clears throat> you know, the book being written in the 60s, the language they used was crazy. I think that was the most like, uh, surprising thing for me is just kind of the word choices she used to describe certain people, certain groups of people. Um but the 60s were a different time and you know definitely not making excuses for anything but I you just know what you know until you grow from it and I really appreciated her honesty because everything she wrote really came from the perspective of how that glitz and glamour lifestyle kind of makes you think or you know how you start to think because you're around these people that are putting on masks or trying to please people or playing pretend um so yes play it as it lays please read it absolutely amazing I think I finished it within a couple of days honestly considering my schedule I was so drawn to her writing style I really appreciated everything about it it was just raw and she does there is also a movie version of this book um loved it and it really like I said kind of put things together a little bit more for me just understanding BZ's character uh, a little more because at first I was like "Eh," not really feeling him but then I once I really started reading into his character more and then actually seeing the film really helped uh, and from what I understand, she did have a part in the, uh, or she did have a big hand in the film, rather. Joan did. So, uh, yeah, it just felt, felt true. And it just felt like, yeah, this is, I needed that. I needed that visual uh, to kind of tie that up. So check out the movie, read the book, definitely read the book. But that's all she wrote. <laughs> that's, that's, that's today's episode. Um... As always, I hope you enjoyed. Please let me know. Send me some feedback. Send me a DM, a text, a comment, whatever. Uh, Be sure to follow me on Instagram, bibliophile.af underscore. Always looking forward to interacting and, you know, talking books with people. So definitely feel free to follow. So next book Ollie's Odyssey by William Joyce it's a child's book but I have been wanting to read this book for a little while after I saw a movie I'm not going to tell you what because I'll talk about it more next week but Ollie's Odyssey by William Joyce um it's a thick book if you pick it up and if you happen to read it before next episode or at least start it but it's so beautiful. I loved it. (laughs) I loved it. I really did. And I hope that you do too. Uh, If you don't read it before then, 
I am looking forward to talking to you about it. Until then, never stop reading and I'll chat with you soon. See ya.